Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up, everybody, and welcome to a very special Oscar post-Oscar episode of Let's Talk More Movies. Sure, we're trying to talk about Oscars, but end up talking about how racist and political they are. <laughs> <laughs> I am your host, Michael Breslin. To my left is... Jean Cole. And to my right... Keila Sweeney. Boom. What's up? Hello. What did you think of the Oscars, Michael? Well, before we get into Oscar talk... <laughs> I actually had like a like a pre-planned danger bottle that it wasn't a proper danger bottle, but I just wanted to see Shankar's reaction Ugh. down in my fridge. <laughs> I have last week's bottle of Frosty Jack stuff. Oh, <laughs> get rid of it! Honestly, yeah, get a fucking biohazard team on here to get I, rid of that shit. I wanted to just present it to you and make you drink a bit, but. It's it's too much. I've told, you, I've told you about the radiator story before. Yeah. Where we found it on a radiator. Even if you try and refrigerate that shit, it, there's no redeeming it. As soon as that's opened, it's almost like fucking some food that you have to consume after two days. If you open Frosty Jacks, it has to be drank within half an hour. Otherwise, <laughs> it is fucking poison. On like most ciders that mix them with blackcurrant aids the flavor. I think uh, that it just it ruins the blackcurrant. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like a parasite. It takes over the fucking blackcurrant. Yeah. It somehow curdles a dilute. <laughs> I mean, no milk or dairy involved. But actually, the danger bottle for this week, and we already have pre-made things here because it takes too much time. I bought uh, we half bottle of Jameson. Very, very fancy danger bottle. I must say. Broke, broke the five-pound limit. It's Oscars. No, oh, no, no danger bottle for two months. <laughs> <laughs> is, is this our Oscars goodie bag? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I made everybody some Irish coffees. Which I'm also I've already had two. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we're doing it earlier. We're doing it after the, after the Oscars. We're supposed to do it straight after the Oscars, but... Kiva had issues. <laughs> like most racial and political things, I slept through it. <laughs> but yeah, have you tried your Irish coffee? Because you, you're notorious for not liking hot things. No, <laughs> I'm not liking hot things, but I'm notorious for not liking coffee. So this is why I've been kind of eye-fucking it for a while. I'll, I think I'll give it a go. Give it a wee sip. Okay, I, I mean, you're not as strong. An Irish wise. water. I essentially am. A wee dish water here. Two seconds. What's on it? What is an Irish coffee? It's obviously whiskey, it's coffee. It's like you were putting some cream on there. Aye, it has a, it has a wee cream topper, so you drink the coffee through the cream. So you get cold cream and hot coffee. You're really selling this. And uh, you put sugar as well, just to sweeten it up a little what bit. What sort of sugar? sugar? That Demerara sugar. And <laughs> um, um, why do you use that kind of sugar? Because it adds a depth of flavor that you do not get with white sugar. Did you read a recipe just before you yes. came up with it? <laughs> <laughs> it was a Jamie Oliver Irish coffee. <laughs> you were rhyming. That was almost like you, you had the fucking book in front of me. Right, okay, I'll give it a go and see what I think. Let's see. 
Oh, it's very coffee-ish. Really? Really? It's just, I, do you know what? It's pri- For a coffee drinker, that is probably the weakest, essentially, watered coffee ever. But just even the slightest hint of coffee turns me. Although, I do think I could finish that. Hey, is it is it sweet enough for you or too sweet? Or? I'm sweet enough. <laughs> no, it's, uh, no, it is. It's, it's, it's fine. I'll, I'll, it's, it's passable. But at the same time... That's the best you could hope from yeah. like with coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's passable, that's pretty good. You know what the best thing is too, is that you're essentially just legitimizing drinking at three o'clock on a Monday evening, like, you know what I mean, the start of the week. I'm just having a coffee, man. <laughs> it's the Oscars, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> Yeah, I've had about five of those. So. <laughs> Have you went to bed since the Oscars? Yes. Good. How long do you sleep for? Um, I, I went to bed maybe like seven yeah, I went to bed at seven too. Like you, actually, you, seven you, you on le- the dot. You left about six. I left at six. I had my, as I like to call it, my pigger, a little pigger. <laughs> For the listener who doesn't know, I kept saying during the Oscars last night about how hungry I was because we had Pringles and some popcorn, but I needed some of more substance. Something that doesn't give me pee. Yeah, something. Well, I mean, like. So you had pig. I need pork. Went home and just made an obscene amount of bacon and sausages. <laughs> I mean, like, I made five sausages for myself and about, I'd say, about ten rashers of bacon. I was like, Shannon, there's no need for this. Come on, buddy. You I've know what I mean? I've heard a, like a kind of Oscar rumor that you should eat dinner before you go to the actual Oscars because they don't feed you until, like, yeah, the, the end. Yeah, the governor's ball. So that maybe you felt like maybe that was good. Like, maybe you, that, uh, you maybe were having the. The, having the full the Oscar like Oh, I felt so bad. I was in a serious fucking pig coma earlier on. See when, you, <laughs> wait, see when you phoned me at like 12 and you were all, I, we're, we're doing the podcast. Like one, I was on Mickey. I am in bed. And I, I know. I'll, I'll be around about two-ish. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, got, I got some things they work through here. No, because I sent you a message on WhatsApp, but yeah, it hadn't been seen. So Because uh, I woke up in it like half 12 or whatever. It's like, oh, Shannon hasn't seen that. So obviously he won't fucking yeah. know they come at one. Electricity went out in my house too. I need to wash my hair. I need to go to the bank. I had a fucking crazy Monday Zoom. Like, <laughs> so much shit to get done. But. But. Oscars. Big news from the Oscars, Mickey. What was it? Um, They're not racist. <laughs> well, actually, we should discuss that first. Because, I mean, that was the icebreaker to the Oscars. I, I think, uh, what do you think just uh, of the actual show and Chris Rock as a host? Uh, I think the Oscars in the past couple of years has been kind of lackluster and they've been getting a lot of flack because the comedy hasn't been as good and especially the Seth MacFarlane year even like Neil Patrick Harris was kind of underwhelming yeah. because everybody talked him up and for so Ellen long the year before Elm was, Elm was just she's a really safe pair of hands like you, you're not going to expect that to be kind of edgy well and she's just kind of very likeable and very funny last night Chris Rock just went for it at the very start he was even saying some jokes that were kind of shocking me I was stunned that the Academy let him say like talking about like you know black people hanging and stuff like that we had yeah. you know we had bigger things to do in that's the 60s that's one of the few bits that I've seen of his yeah I mean yeah. even that that was really close to bone but fair play to him because people thought you know is he going to be sanitised as the academy kind of going to put some shackles on him or is he going to go out and go for it I think even the academy this year knew that if they tried to shackle him in any way that would just add to the controversy even more I don't think Chris Rock would have went for a day, yeah. even if they tried, they fucking say, "Oh no, you can't say that or whatever." How, how are they going to stop him? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I like he can prepare as much as you want, but once he's on that stage, <laughs> what he can it, say whatever he wants. And he can't just be all. Oh, there's no host after like the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Although and the Oscar goes to just some fucking random guy, we all lost. Just call them all up on stage. Although he, d- he did disappear for a while. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one thing I was going to say is that I think it was it was the perfect icebreaker to the Oscars because it was just such a fucking elephant in the room and everybody was waiting for it to be addressed. So. They addressed it straight away. It's not like they kind of skirted around the issue either. I mean, like, they really addressed it. You know, it was kind of close to the bone sometimes. 
Uh, the, the the white people's choice awards yeah the white people's choice awards pretty good actually <laughs> but like not only did he address it he was obviously very serious about it on some points but he didn't make it too serious he struck a nice balance of also kind of maintaining the humour and kind of drawing the light the fact that it is like a celebration of Fulham too and I, I really like that he says why are we only protesting this this year aye that's yeah. that's why I really like because he was actually drawing attention just the the thing that happens just a lot on the internet is like if something controversial happens, everybody just jumps on top of it. Yep. People that don't even have a fucking clue about what they're actually protesting about. I, I just think say even, though it's an, even though it's an important issue this year, that is exactly it's like it's it's uh, people jumping on the bandwagon just you know yeah. they don't really know about like the Oscars being racist, but oh this is something they complain about. Let's just all fucking go for this. Snowballed. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I, I think he just did a good job of just saying yes, this exists. But, you know, just don't be getting on your fucking high horse about it this year just because somebody fucking pointed it out to you, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's a problem and it will try and change it or it's getting, it, it is getting better. Like. It is getting better. I, I think what I liked as well about Chris Rock is it's, it's how you kind of drew the attention to that. It is a celebration of form. It is getting better. I don't know, it was such a hard balancing act, I think, to get because he, he done a perfect job. I mean, yeah. at the start, I was panicking about because he says some of his jokes and I think because the audience was that nervous and anxious about how he was going to deal with it, there was kind of some silence, but I think they were just kind of shocked at how much he was going for it. Yeah. But then in hindsight, you're like, no, fuck, fair play, that's exactly what was needed. Although you were saying he, he disappeared for a while. I think from all the Oscar ceremonies I've watched maybe in the past six or seven years, that's the least that you've seen the host. Like Chris, like he, he does appear, he does appear for a good while during the actual um the, the the event, but I don't think that that's because they were trying to keep him off screen because they didn't want him saying. No, no, stuff. no, I was just joking. Yeah, no, no, but I'm just saying, you know, for a fact that some fucking conspiracy theorists out there will be saying, oh, they were trying to you know shackle him, they were trying to keep him off screen because he was wearing him. a white jacket. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's Illuminati. He just waved white for the racist jokes yeah. back in. I think that's more that there's been like a complaint in the past couple of years. Like it's a rolling joke that the Oscars always are over long. Yeah. And they always have like maybe too many like irrelevant bits with just the host doing we like kind of sketches and stuff that usually kind of fall flat. So I think they've done a really good job this year streamlining the two. I, it, it felt like a lot tighter show. It like, was, yeah. Because the, the only really one bit that he did was the, the Girl Scout cookies. Mm-hmm. And. It's kind of similar to like what Ellen did with like the pizza or the or, selfie. Uh, was it the pizza Ellen did as well, or was that Neil Patrick Harris? Like she gave everybody a slice of pizza. I think it was Ellen, but anyway, the well, I don't think Ellen took that selfie. I think it was what's his face out of Limitless. Oh Bradley yeah, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Yeah, Bradley Bradley Cooper. But uh, no, yeah, it's like he only really had that one bit that he was actually doing in the thing, and then everything else was just like wee sketches and stuff that yeah. they had pre-done, so they were all really quick and tight and just funny. Like, you can pre-prepare them before time so you know that'll hit and then move on with the show. Then. I like, with because, I mean, sometimes when you're watching the Oscars, you, you just want to see who's won the award. You've got to bolt up so much and then they do these sketches and they feel really out of place. And sometimes because, you know, the Academy is about did it, they're kind of very PG and very safe and they, they just don't really work. Uh, but last night, I liked the Girl Scout one because it was just kind of, it wasn't even done for laughs. I think it was just more done for charity. So it was like a but, but it was, you know, for a yeah. nice good cause. And, you know, nobody could be cynical about that. I mean, like they raised like $65,000 or something. And then the, it was just funny seeing in the crowd who's actually eating cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon was fucking loving them. He was getting whooped on them, like seriously. 
<laughs> we we Matt Damon. We Matt Damon, right? It was the 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 pre Oscar show we we were watching the airs, and they had an interview with Matt Damon. But it might have just been like whoever was interviewing him was really was, was quite tall or whatever. But he looked so tiny. <laughs> <laughs> he looked about four foot or something. He looked so small. <laughs> I was just the whole night. Me and Chad was like, oh look at we Matt. There's we tiny Matt there. There we chaperone. <laughs> But no, it's it's. I think it's the best Oscar show I've. It might even be the best Oscar show I've seen because I mean, I've, I've watched the past twelve ceremonies, and the weird thing is, I always used to say to you about the Oscars is that I complain about them all year, but then always really look forward to them and always sit up to watch them and stuff like that. But then when I watch them, I'm always underwhelmed by them. Yeah. I'm not not just underwhelmed by some of the results, but just underwhelmed by the actual quality of the show. But every year I keep going back to you, like a like a cruel mistress. Like a and that's like an Oscar drug guy. Give me some of that omen. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, no, last I think it's the best Oscar ceremony I've seen in my career. Although you you were saying you felt a bit uncomfortable about the bit they did outside the the cinema in Compton. Yeah, I was a wee bit uncomfortable about that because See, I just what I think what they were trying to get across there was just the general public, not all of them pay attention to all the oscar films yeah so you so you get uh, it's just it was more highlighted in the air because they were all black apart from one white guy yeah i think i i do get that I, they were trying to make the point i think they were trying to make the point that you were saying earlier on about you know don't be jumping on the bandwagon because it's always been a problem and you know a lot of people who are jumping on this oscar show white bandwagon are people who probably haven't seen more than nominees this year or really even have an interest in film they yeah. just want something to complain about but just when he was interviewing those black people outside the the compton cinema it just felt like they were also playing up to the stereotype of like the kind of sort of jive talking stupid black I like person. One of their I mean? favorite films is Superfly. Uh, like a black spot, and they were kind of playing up to that sort of. I I don't know. I, I it was a wee bit uncomfortable for me. And the other thing that made me a wee bit uncomfortable is any time that they brought up the fact that you know Oscar so white and you know about diversity and stuff like that, they were only focusing on black actors. But the whole issue is diversity in general so it's race in general it shouldn't just be oh give black actors an opportunity it should give every you know yeah culture every creed a a fucking chance like so that also i mean like one one of the the award winners i I cannot remember was in one of the smaller awards like one of the technical awards but he brought up the fact that i think it was was it the, the chilean short film winners they brought up the fact that it was for diversity in general and then yeah. Sam Smith when he won Best Song he kind of said about the LGBT community. I think um, uh, I can never pronounce his name the Revenant director Inaretu. he mentioned something about like it shouldn't be about like he said something about the colour of your skin should be as irrelevant as the length of your hair. Yeah, that was a crack yeah. line. I know because I brought up the line from the Revenant it's like they don't hear you talk they just see the colour of your skin or something yeah. But uh, to go back to Sam Smith, and we'll we'll move on to kind of talking about the awards and stuff. Yeah, like, he, he came on and said, uh, Ian McKellen once said, like, no openly gay man has ever won an Oscar. And then he, he, he mentioned the LGBT community and stuff. But then, he, but in it as well, he said, I don't know if that's right. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. Maybe just do a Google search and find out if that's something <laughs> first, you know what I mean? But I mean, does he, does he mean it in the sense of what is openly gay? Yeah. I well, I suppose as well because like he's completely out as gay like but yeah. you probably have people that are gay but Maybe they just don't hold their cards I, closer to the they just they just don't fit in the need to publicize yeah. it as well like, I think know? even if that was true not the sentiment was nice for him even just to give a shout to the LGBT community because I think it just worked well with this whole diversity thing this year and I mean the focus on you know Oscar so white that 
I liked it, like I was saying before, that because all the focus was just, or a lot of the focus was just on, you know, giving black people a chance, which, yeah, definitely, but there was just kind of a narrowed focus, and it should be, you know, yeah, like we were saying before, about all cultures, but then all kind of sexualities, too, so the fact that he kind of threw that in there in a speech, it just kind of, I think it was nicely timed, like. Maybe but in a, sorry, go ahead. Oh, well. Maybe in a few years, it's kind of like chatting shit, <laughs> maybe in a few years we'll have to, um, you know, when you apply for a job, especially here, you have to fill in those, like, nameless yeah um what's your religion what's your sex, race gender. your sex your sexual orientation and they do genuinely have to employ people out of every bracket yeah actors directors producers cinematographers <laughs> sorry you're really good but no you're, it's wrong maybe, maybe if you suck some dick <laughs> have you won an oscar that's one of the questions <laughs> yes or no <laughs> but uh yeah, best song though. I was I was disappointed that Mighty Gaga didn't win. Yeah, I think I think it was just like Sham pointed out as it was happening. Uh, it was just such a powerful performance, and Joe Biden coming on beforehand and like highlighting it, what it's on us dot org or whatever. Like yeah. that's his thing that he set up to combat like sexual abuse and stuff, and just the actual performance in the song. Like I didn't see the documentary where it's from, but. It was just so rising, and they had like victims and all on the stage, and hand it, in hand, it was it was a very powerful performance. Mm. And just after seeing it air, and then Sam Smith one for fucking what did they have them. written on their arm? It was like it was stuff. all different stuff. Like it was unbreakable, and it's not my fault. And oh, maybe it was. It, so it was the victim's own personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was hair raising. I think it's like one of the most powerful moments I've ever seen at the Oscars. Because yeah. I I was I was expecting it to be quite you know full on because I knew I knew that Joe Biden was presenting Lady Gaga and I knew what the subject matter of the song was and what the documentary was, which is called The Hunting Ground. Also, if anybody hasn't seen it, any of the listeners, but um, basically as well, The Hunting Ground, just for a bit of background knowledge, is about like the sort of uh, the huge proportion of like unreported rips that happen in American campuses, and it's kind of like an investigation of that, but. Uh, it was really, really powerful, and then it, it, you could tell that the whole audience was bowled over. I mean, like they, they panned on the crowd, and there was fucking yeah. people crying. Like, and even when it went back to the the studio, uh, you know, the the people who present like the pre Oscar show, they were like, Jesus Christ, that's like one of the Oscar moments that'll probably go down in history and stuff. And then for Sam Smith, they won for a pretty substandard Bond song for a very substandard Bond film. It was like, yeah, this is fucking massive underwhelming. I think as well there was kind of like an audible. Hush when they announced Sam Smith because I think they kind of wish that they could have changed the vote <laughs> after, after they'd seen that performance by Lady Gaga. But it's yeah. okay, he's openly gay, so yeah. It's <laughs> I see that's the thing. It's like okay, you didn't get that air, but you know he'll he'll big up the LGBT yeah. community. Yeah. It's yeah. like a seesaw. Yeah, <laughs> it was like that's cynical. Okay, there was a a guy, and then if you're watching on like Now TV or Sky or whatever uh, from the. Uh, Oscar panel and as soon as me and Mickey seen well, what the fuck's he doing there? It was the editor for Heat magazine, which is a fucking rag. Like, but then, <laughs> like, but no, but a rag. You know, but I mean, but as the night went on, he started won me and Mickey over because he actually knew his shit. You know what I mean? He actually was. Really, I know really he was like the most knowledgeable there, apart from Helen O'Hara from Empire was on there as well. Yeah, but she and was actually, like she was actually quite quiet as compared to him. But he like had a lot of opinions, and I was like, oh, that, this bastard won me over. <laughs> but. He was I saying, was wondering why you had Heat magazine when you were coming in this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Apply for a job, brother. <laughs> but seeing you on the Oscars, you were classy. 
<laughs> really like your opinion on things. Sorry to email you again. Chat and email him blocked at half six in the morning. <laughs> you want to come around for a bacon wrap? <laughs> <laughs> we do this podcast. Um, <laughs> you might be into it. <laughs> I can make you a mixtape. But uh, he was saying that it seems like the easy route they want to buy a song is just make a song for a Bond film. It doesn't matter yeah. how bad or good the Bond film is. And it was something we were discussing during the actual ceremony about how best song is near enough. Like It's like a dying category. Like you brought up when Brett McKenzie won for the Muppets movie two years ago. or f- well, Actually about oh, four yeah, years ago now. Ago. He was up against one R nominee. So he from, had a 50% from that, chance. From that film, Rio. Yeah. You know the animated one about Wait, the bird? No, Rio. Wait, the, the animated one about the bird, it's uh, Jesse oh, Eisenberg. Yeah, 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 yeah. But scared. yeah, it was two people. So he was going into the Oscars. We have 50% chance of winning the Oscar. And yeah. when you're up against Rio, you're pretty much winning. <laughs> yeah, no, you know what's going to happen. Do you reckon he betted on himself? Definitely. <laughs> what do you call that? Like, I don't really know much about betting, but can you bet either way? So you can yeah. bet, like, oh, if you come first or second or third? Yeah. You probably just <laughs> bet either way. <laughs> 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 I don't know he's quads on. Uh, it was... Uh, it's interesting because we were discussing like his best song obviously used to be a big thing. Like remember they used to like release albums to kinda coincide with the release of a film, like the soundtrack of a film. That's that's like a, a spent force now too, that's gone. But Star Wars still does it. But I mean st- this is what I, I'm saying. It's all it's harking back to it's the all the, it's all the classic franchises. I mean, Bond is one of the few films now where the song connected with films a big deal, but that's just because it's always been the way with Bond and it's harking back like uses, you know, back to the kinda that golden era when that was happening in the sixties and seventies. And it's almost like now it's like an artifact that has to be there Aye. to make it a proper Bond film. Hey, because like if if you do a Bond theme, you're getting nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, because it'll be one of the few songs that's in there. Like. Yeah, that's actually eligible because not like we're literally just saying not many songs are made for films anymore. They yeah. just take a pre-existing song. But but the thing with best song as well is that it's probably one of the lowest kind of categories, and it has like the fewest people and or whatever. But it gets the most amount of screen time because everybody performs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I, they, like, it, like however many people, like, there was three last night, they all performed. That's why Lady Gaga performed and Weekend performed yeah. and Sam Smith. Oh, I didn't know. And uh, Dave yeah. Grohl played over in Memoriam, which was quite nice as well. It was. Always so sad. I know. I have, so a, sad. I have a question about um the Bond, like, not the soundtrack, but the, the kind of title song, the bi- the best song. Yeah. Nominee, like, does Sam Smith? No, I'm not just saying Sam Smith, but who's not like a de- like all the people that have ever done a Bond song mm-hmm. is? Do they go and write the song, or are they given a song? No, they write a thing. Yeah, they I think they write because because it, it was him and another boy that actually went up because they the, wrote the song. The writer or possibly the producer, I'm not quite sure who was getting the award with Sam Smith, but usually they would write it and it would be kind of their job. They they make it work. I well, do, it depends as well. Are they on, given the on, job or basic? Are they given the job? And then produce a song, or do they produce songs and then Bond? I think chooses? it kind of depends because obviously when like Dame Shirley Bassey, you know, th- she was really famous for doing them, and you know, like I think Diamonds Are Forever was wrote specifically for Bond, but I think in recent years, um, and obviously Skyfall, Skyfall. was written for That's Skyfall. Yeah. I'm not, not just Adele wrote this song. So I think obviously they, I'm I'm sure they would have to write the song. I'm sure they would have like maybe a helping hand from someone from the studio, or just to kind of keep them right. I'm sure that's yeah. how it would work, you know, because she's not going to fucking write a song that's completely irrelevant to the script, you know what I mean? It probably has to fit some sort of structure. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe I, she's got, like, keywords that she has to follow. I, well, that's what I was going to say. It, it kind of depends on the performer as well. Like, when you have somebody like Shirley Bassey, like, she she 
probably doesn't write a lot of her stuff. I, like she, like Elvis never wrote a song. He just got <gasps> given songs. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, like those, those kind of performers, they just get My given songs. Lie. They they get given songs and then they perform them. But then yeah. when you have people like Adele and Sansa, they write all their own stuff. So it's probably d- depends on the performer. Like if they want them, they write it or not. This is a kind of a new Sam Smith Adele is a kind of new age Bond yeah. performer in a sense. With Sam, Our, Sam Smith, yeah. Home, Chris Cornell as well. Oh, let's one. let's forget about that one. <laughs> Jesus Chris Christ! From, like, Soundgarden. Yeah, yeah, he did. Was it Quantum of Solace? He did or uh, it's, it's so it, no, it's not. I think it was Quantum of Solace, aka Quantum of Bollocks. <laughs> of but uh, that one's horrendous. That's one of the most I forgotten can, I Bond songs. Even think of how it goes. That bomb, 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 bomb song. Sorry. Why did ever get suspicious? I get fucking that bomb, 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 bomb. Imagine Cisco with the fucking Oscar. Be <laughs> <laughs> like all the bongers walking about in thongs and all. Hey. <laughs> that be, that, happen. You don't even have to change thong to bond. It works. <laughs> it does work actually. Rumping sexism. It's <laughs> <laughs> bond all over like <laughs> uh, Just oh, actually talking about best song and obviously going into the music categories too. Uh, uh, do you know what? Just now thinking back, it was an Oscars of just there was a lot of great moments last night. Because obviously Morricone as well finally won an Oscar at the age of eighty seven, probably one of the greatest film composers ever. And when uh, the the nominees were going up and stuff like that, I was saying to Mickey, I was all fuck. I doubt very much Morricone is going to be there because he rarely leaves Italy. He can't speak a word of English, and he's fucking eighty seven. Like you know what I mean? So he's he's pretty old, but he was there, and he had a translator came down to the stage with him and stuff like that, and translator for him, and it was just he got a standing ovation too because he is huge in the history of film music like i mean from the spaghetti westerns right through but even from the one for hateful hateful eight as well like you could say oh he just won for that last film or ever yeah. but I, I think i'm right in saying this that in hateful eight quentin tarantino used some of his classic music as well like it wasn't all new composed stuff didn't they no i think that might be the case i'm not 100 percent on it so well Let's say it is for, <laughs> for me to make this point. I'm not sure it's true, <laughs> but I would like to say this. I'm, I'm Sam Smith in this. Ian McKellen told me. No, I, I think it it's kind of nice that he, if if that is true, that he won for that because it's kind of like a greatest hits of his thing yeah. that he won for. <laughs> so it's kind of nearly celebrating. All, well, it is celebrating all his other work anyway. But the fact that if they were in that film as well, like it's kind of it's kind of nice. It's, that like, way. it's like a, a compilation. Uh, it's like a new sixty-four of Morricone. No, that's why I call Morricone. <laughs> <laughs> I think as as a, an artist or a composer, or you know, it's the same with all the like all the kind of roles, like especially someone of that collective age i think that getting to that point like it is the kind of greatest hits of your life anyway yeah, yeah. even if it wasn't featuring i will say like things. at least scorsese one like he won the, the first body of work rather yeah, than the it's i think they, they almost call it it's like a prestige oscar you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's it's like you know we know we probably should have given you an oscar years ago so we're not gonna fuck her up this time before you die so you know <laughs> what I mean? here's here's fucking one now for you but uh i think that was a great moment another thing that was kind of blowing me and Mickey away <laughs> during the Oscars was uh, man, we were getting so excited about so many things last night. Might have been we, the vodka. We, <laughs> we held hands at one point. <laughs> no, 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 we held hands before the best picture was announced. No, it was best director. Oh, best director. Did you just hold hands the whole time? Just well, tell the truth, it's fine. I don't lie. <laughs> we not just holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> and I put the dog out of the hole. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's never seen a penis she's never going to see it <laughs> uh, yeah, one of the things that me and you obviously loved at the start of the Oscars is that 
we kind of predicted that Mad Max would get a lot of the technical awards. There's always one film every year that is usually kind of visually spectacular, but it's not very Oscar-y. That usually scoops up a lot of the technical awards, and this year it just seemed like the momentum was going for Mad Max. But me and Mickey thought it would one, two, or three, and then within an hour and twenty minutes of the Oscars, Mad Max had Mad Max had six Oscars, and we were like, "What the fuck?" Because at one point there had been ten Oscars, Mad Max had won six of them, and then each other film had only won one. So on the scorecard, it was Mad Max six, and I think it was Spotlight one, Bridge of Spies one, and then two other films had one Oscar each. Yeah. Because the momentum was going that way, even though I thought, no, Inaratu's definitely getting Best Director back to back because, you know, the references and it's, you know, fucking looks so good and it's, you know, great direction and stuff. Me and Mickey started, they believe, we're like, fuck me, could they just pull a massive, massive Aye. surprise this year and give George Miller the fucking Oscar? Like, you know what I mean? Man, I know, just <laughs> But uh, obviously, Inaratu did one. And it, when Inaratu did one, like, even though we were, like, I, I do think he deserved it, we're like, you can't really argue with that. Like, I you know. Because <laughs> that. It it, ha- it happened twice with Best Director and Best Actor that I was hoping someone else would win just to kind of be a just to kind of go against what it was obviously yeah. going to be yeah. like yeah. I was all come on George and then for Best Actor <laughs> I wanted Michael Fassbender to win be- because I say I say it on our pre Oscar thing I thought that I, I preferred his performance to Leo's but also because Alicia Vikander won and I wanted a wee couples Oscar uh, going on sat beside each other and it was really cute uh, they could have like statue sex. That's exactly, That's exactly what, what I said. <laughs> <laughs> They'll rub the statues off each other. Like you used to do with Barbies, Barbies and Action Men. Barbies and Cans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Barbies and Action Men. Like. Barbies and Cans. <laughs> why just to do it with Action Men and Action Men? So. <laughs> or Barbie uh, and Barbie. Barbie. I don't know why I was an Andy Barbie Barbie for some reason. <laughs> they couldn't actually meet because their breasts are too big. Yeah. It was just, it was just nipple rubbing the but whole time. But I'd imagine like the youth of today doesn't have that problem because there's... There's a different. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I meant more in the the Barbie doll scenario. There's different. Like now, it's not one Barbie doll shape. Uh, it's, it's, it's like different cup sizes. You can get like it's smaller, like do you want bigger. Barbie double A, double D? <laughs> even, like, not even cup sizes, but like Barbie, body Barbie. shapes, which is kind of cool. You could have like a whole assortment of shapes. Short and stumpy, <laughs> tall and skinny. <laughs> I don't know if you get to like choose in the shop what their skin color is, but it seems that way. Bar- Barbie's so white, hashtag. But uh, <laughs> I think just their old Barbies that have kind of discolored. <laughs> <laughs> you being melted. <laughs> like, yeah, she's a bit overweight. <laughs> melted. <laughs> open the box, he has turned it dust. <laughs> Does anyone remember Sunday? Yeah. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about <laughs> Sunday. Poor Sunday. How about Lisa Lionheart? Who? What? From the Simpsons. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Don't ask me. I'm just a girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a tight Simpsons reference. Thanks, man. That was really good. I'm though. all about the Simpsons. As well, we, we've discussed before that at least once a day, even subconsciously, you don't realize you're doing it, you will do at least one Simpsons reference. Yeah. And not catch on to it. Anyway. Um, uh, <laughs> Mad Max. Good on them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Like I, 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 I was loving the fact that it was one and all the technical stuff, and it's just like I, like you, you can say, oh well, it's such a technically kind of difficult film to make it all here, but you, you have that up against the revenue as well, which as well was the same kind, well not the same kind of thing, but like it was technically difficult to make, and there's a lot of stuff went on there as well. But just like the fact that Mad Max was beating the revenant over on top of all that stuff. Yeah. Even though it eventually won Best Director and all that, but 
I think it's good that Mad Max got that recognition, and it's the bigger, biggest winner at the Oscars this year because yeah. it won six. Six Oscars. It, 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 fucking, and do you think as well? I mean, like we were talking before when Mad Max was first released, when we started this podcast, that obviously when it was about to release, people were thinking, well, it's a Mad Max. It's like, you know, it's a dead franchise, and why the fuck are they even bringing this film out? And, you know, people were kind of skeptical about it, and George Miller, fucking 10 years that film was near enough in production, and no one thought that not only would it be a success or be even nominated for one Oscar, but it would be sitting with six Oscars now. Man. It's incredible. Like, it's Think an incredible achievement. How good the... On the DVD cover that no one buys anymore. <laughs> Six Oscars. <laughs> yeah, I know. For fucking Mad Max, like it's 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 insane. But uh, in regards to uh, the acting categories as well, there's a few surprises in there. And this is where my scorecard got fucked up. I was I was, like, I was I, surprised Alicia Vikander won. I thought it was <gasps> Rooney Morris. I I I'd see we've I think we mentioned on the the, the kind of pre-Oscar episode that we done that. Best supporting actress is always the one that's most notoriously hard to predict because they always say there's not a lot of good roles for women, even in leading actress. So in supporting actress, it's just a, a lot of the times it's kind of like who's there to choose, like you know what I mean. I th- but this year was kind of a strong year, and they were they were all quite even. But what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say, especially in Carl and the Danish girl, yeah, they, they were up for two supporting roles, but really, yeah, I think leads. they were lead roles. Mm. Like, yeah. maybe, I don't. No, you're exactly how right. Do you, how do you like define what's the lead and what's it's, the support? It's basically whatever they want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, like with, with Carl, they didn't want Kate Blanchett going up against Rooney Mara. Yeah, because they're, they're trying to they were trying to get Carol as many Oscars as possible because obviously they would split the vote. Yeah, it's a, it's the same. But like I brought up for Christian Bale in the fighter, he won best supporting, but he's he's a co lead with Mark yeah. Wahlberg. Yeah, and okay, I understand. I understand. So I but it it happened back in the day like I mean you would have had like two or three people from the same film yeah they, they changed it up then I think there's an example I can't I just remember. somebody said oh shit we can get more Oscars <laughs> <laughs> like that's when greed seeps in <laughs> you know what I mean it's like I think there actually is it's it's an unknown actor I won't remember his name you could possibly maybe Google this for like later on so we can get his name up but there was an actor and he was nominated for best actor and best supporting actor for the same performance. What? Because they couldn't decide which it was. It was ridiculous, like absolutely ridiculous. What? But uh, try and get his name up. That's the reason then that they changed it. We'll move on and then we're sure you can find it. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll discuss that. Exciting. But uh, yeah, in regards to that, I mean, I was very surprised Alicia Vikander won. That's, that was the first blotch on my fucking scorecard. I thought, I couldn't, I, I thought that Rooney Mara should have won it. I thought, I don't know why you know you in hindsight, but I thought that Kate, Lons- Kate Winslet would have. I thought that Alicia Vikander was too green. You know what I mean? She she doesn't nah. really have a lot of big body of work, and usually the Oscars. Oh, kinda, she's killed it this year. Then. She's killed it this year, but they they always usually kind of give this somebody yeah. who's been at it a couple of years. And then I thought Rooney Mara maybe the same in a way because she doesn't actually have that massive a body of work behind her yet. So if a Kate wins a former Oscar winner, seems like an easy vote. But I'm delighted, Alicia, because she's fucking absolutely she's the heart of the Danish girl. Like, oh, the, she incredible. made that film. Yeah. She really did. Like Eddie, Eddie was amazing, but I think she trumped him. It's a great choice. I was. More surprised, I, th- I thought Stallone was a shoo-in for Best Supporting Actor. Because yeah. obviously Mark Rylance won the BAFTA, and I thought he won the BAFTA because obviously he's a British actor, and the, the BAFTAs are kind of biased towards British actors, mm. and because he's been so respected in the British stage and stuff like that, they were trying to honour him because they weren't sure if he was going to do that many more films, so now he was like maybe one of the few chances. But I, I did think it was Stallone's. I still think, I don't know, like, I love, don't get me wrong, I love Mark Rylance and British Spies. I love his relationship with Tom Hanks and that sort of, reserved can demeanor but 
Maybe I was just kind of buying into that fairy tale too of Stallone, you know, 40 years after winning for Rocky. It and would be so romantic. He's coming yeah. to the end of his career and he is excellent. I mean, like, it's, he's really, really good in Creed. But again, I can't really argue Mark Rylance getting it. This is what's always difficult. Yeah. No, I, uh, Mark Rylance is, is really good in Bridge of Spies. And I think he's, he kind of steals the show in that film. Yeah. Like, t- like when you're up against Tom Hanks and you're out shining him, like, you know, yeah. You're doing a good job. Give the man an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's, he is really good. Because it's just a, such a weird kind of performance for, for that kind of... Like, he could have just had somebody just really shifty-eyed and be all, I'm, yeah. like, I'm, I'm not a spy, by the way. He's just... Spy? He's, he's, <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's starting to get really theatrical. <laughs> <laughs> he's behind you. <laughs> oh, no, he isn't. He's like, what's that? And he just disappears. <laughs> um, and a pop is poof. <laughs> Oh, actually, now that you mentioned that, I watched the the first the Tim Burton ba- the first Batman film this week, and there's just a bit in it where like Michael Keaton's standing there like as as Batman, and he he's trying to get uh, get away, and he looks one way, and like it's blocked, and he looks the other way, and it's blocked. So then he throws down a smoke pellet, and then he goes, <laughs> but you you see all the smoke go up with him, so it's like you know where he's going, like he has no cover whatsoever. Maybe <laughs> side note there. Um, what were we talking about? Um, hey, Mark Rylance. I think that his performance that it's so reserved and he's just like he's just like a wee strange wee man. Yeah. And that whole thing of like Tom Hanks says he might get the electric chair, he's like, You don't seem worried. He's like, Would it help? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so good the whole way through the film, like and just their relationship and it like You're exactly right, I think, when you're talking about that strangeness now, that that strangeness as well, because you can never really get a read on him. Which kind of adds even more kind of allure to that you don't really spy, know and exactly. like the fact he has a nearly kind of Scottishy kind of accent yeah. as well. You don't know because even even with like his family and stuff. Then when Tom Hanks meets his family, who clearly aren't his family, yeah, and it's just you you don't even know if he has a family at this stage. Like you don't really know what they believe and what don't. I think it's definitely one of the strongest points of Bridge of Spies, and as well was it was Bridge of Spies only Oscar winner of the night. It was uh, nominated yeah, for like five or six. That was yeah. the only Oscar, but I mean, it wasn't really expected. They won that much, yeah. like you know what I mean. Uh, Keith, I'm just looking up this fucking boy you're on about. That actor. Uh, in regards to... Well, I mean, I oh, hang on. Oh, okay. You got him? They're talking about some kind of rule, but I don't... It says this rule was introduced in 1944 after Barry Fitzgerald received a Best Actor Fantastic. nomination and Best Supporting Actor nomination for his performance in Going My Way. Ridiculous. Good, strong Irish name. Up the Barry Fitzgerald. Hashtag Barry Fitzgerald. <laughs> Hashtag Oscar Sue Barry. <laughs> <laughs> I put out a tweet when, like, the first bit of the Oscars after Mad Max won six is like Oscar so Max because <laughs> <laughs> they, they were winning fucking everything. Like, they, were, they were, but immediately as I tweeted that, they started losing everything. It's like, oh, fuck, shit. I, like, <laughs> I put the blight on them. Sorry, George. Also, can we go back to that Barry Fitzgerald rule? That is fucking ridiculous. Like, you know what I mean? I is know, that, I, is I, that what the rule is called? Please. <laughs> Please make a bad the Fitzgerald rule. Yeah, I'll read, I'll read more about this and tell you. But in regards to the best acting categories, I think that was just, that was a foregone conclusion. The two very strong favourites won. I don't think there's any arguments either that they did one. Brie Larson mm-hmm. for Room. Michael, your thoughts? There are no restrictions on actors <laughs> being... <laughs> there are no restrictions on actors being nominated for Academy Award Best Actor and Best Supporting Actors or Actresses being nominated by the... In any given year, the sole rule with regard to multiple nominations is that an actor or actress cannot receive multiple nominations for the same performance. There we go. This rule was introduced by blah, blah, blah. 
because of Barry Fitzgerald. Why? Anyway. It just doesn't make sense. Why would you not? <laughs> no, they were, that was obviously a very weak year. What, <laughs> what if? Did he even win? No. <laughs> what if you were in a film and the nominee, the nomination for the best song of that film was your song, and you were also best supporting actress? This is my dream, by the way. So <laughs> I know I, I kind of got this earlier when you're all like, "I so how do you actually get a Bond song?" And I was like, is it, you, you, "You going for one?" Don't worry. I've got contacts that boy from Heat now, so you know what I mean. Oh, we're on there. <laughs> but I, the best acting categories, there was kind of like no surprises. I was thinking, what I, do you think? I will. Brie, Brie Larson was on the edge of her seat the entire night. You could actually see her literally sitting on the edge of her seat, just yeah. ready to stand up. She was. <laughs> did she, she know? She she knew. Not only did she know? I mean, she basically won every single best actress yeah. award in the award season so i mean it would have been a fucking gigantic shock if she if she had no one like yeah. but Dave, you pointed that i didn't even notice but she was like i mean at the very age of her seat just wouldn't they get on that stage like like uh, a I seat filler was, was her... trying to get in there just to fucking <laughs> pick yeah. the rest of it. maybe it was her dress maybe it could have been it was a very no no dress. It was, no but it was a long dress so the, she had no worry about like people seeing vag or anything no but i think <laughs> sometimes certain like fits and Cots of dresses are like awkward to sit in because oh, they're quite yeah. figure that, hugging. You that, know? that hasn't been my experience. <laughs> Mine either. <laughs> no, it was a very flowy dress. I mean, like it had a kind of corsety bit or whatever. Right. No, no, it didn't even actually want to be. We're talking about pee? heat too much, guys. We're starting to go into the dresses and the fashion. <laughs> this is what people want to know, Shad. This I is what's important. I didn't even know what she was wearing. What, what are you wearing? I didn't know what he asked that anymore. Uh, I know, which is about What are you wearing? Clothes. <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> Free mark. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Lady Gaga oh, I'm wearing Doherty's butchers <laughs> a hell of a reference about two years ago <laughs> I guess I'm like Doherty's months like, like that could go global yeah, and fairness. I think it should because when I lived in England didn't have any salt <laughs> 2012 called by the way Mickey and they want their reference <laughs> <laughs> is that how long ago that fuck was fuck knows I know it's around that time I know um, I know our fucking sweet moment the last night and it was the moment I think that most people were fucking geared up for was finally Leo got it what? he won his Oscar yeah. ooh, 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 he, got, he got a stand in O I knew he was going to get that stand in O Leo. with the O's yeah. big time also what me and you fucking loved is his speech was sweet I mean that man doesn't skip a beat and obviously he got his political message in there too because he's always been like a, a big campaigner for the environment and you know and about global warming but, but the, the fact he related it back to the the revenant as well that they actually had to go further because there wasn't snow <laughs> anywhere else exactly like, which was it was it was a, a great it's, it's, it's a thing i never actually heard about that film you always hear like oh they went and they pe- places like people haven't been in stuff like air but he was saying it's it's because there wasn't snow all over places because yeah, it was like the shocking. hottest year in record or whatever that's mental I mean, it was it was just the speech capped off like a very nice moment in, in Oscar history, and then the thing I mean, you loved the most too. He fucking walked off like a boss. Like I know. <laughs> he, was, he was so he was just because I was saying to Kiva beforehand, it's like normally when they, like the uh, you have the winners, if they the the presenters kind of walk up with them, then they just like all walk off together. Leo was just walking off, just like yeah, I got my Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Unbuttoning the the fucking jacket, and I was like, "Let's get fucking right." <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you know, give a fuck anymore. <laughs> Lee was just gonna go off the rails. Like, <laughs> I guarantee we'll hear on like fucking 
E News or something. I need to lose if retired. That's I'm done. He's got his ass crazy fucking done. He Hopefully. definitely deserves like a year sesh anyway. Oh, big time. Definitely. But he does that anyway because like Leo doesn't actually make that many films. He does like maybe one a year, like maybe one every two years. Because I, in the past like four or five years, he's only made like, I think it's like five, maybe even three or five films or something like that. I, I heard, I think it was around the time when Wolf of Wall Street was coming out. Maybe it was even the year before I heard. But he was saying he kind of fancied taking a break because I think in like when he met Gatsby actually I think it was around the time of Gatsby he made he made like a couple of films in that year or something like he he was kind of he banged out like two or three or whatever yeah and uh, he was saying like he's been working a lot with in acting all air and he would, like take some time off and actually do more of his kind of environmental stuff and kind of like be a representative of that air and do more work with that air so maybe he'll, he will take a break. So that was Oscar, then. Or just get wrecked. <laughs> or just get wrecked. <laughs> Leo's a party animal, then. Like. He fucking is. We also discussed this last week. We were asked to be some serious convo last I know, because you even said we should probably just re- be recording this. <laughs> <laughs> we should the whole thing. It was, it was, I mean, like, let's see. The Oscar preview started at, what, half 11? The Oscars actually finished at a quarter past five. It's like six and a half hours of solid banter. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's good, good banter. banter. <laughs> 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 used to be in the same room for too long. <laughs> We're beginning to synchronize. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> but uh, I, you can always tell just by looking at it. Like, he, he seems like a really lovely fella anytime he talks. Like, he's always very polite. Like, you can tell he loves his mother and all his ear. He brought his mum last night too, which was nice. I know, it was lovely. Lovely. But uh, you can just tell he's a fucking mad bastard. <laughs> oh, it's like 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 I I always had this thing about Holly Wallaby. Holly Wallaby from this, this morning. Yeah, <laughs> you can just tell look at her like she's always very nice. She's always very oh, she she's very she's, P- mental. she's very PC like mm. she presents this morning. I'll see her. But you can just tell she's a fucking dirty. Did, bitch. did you see? <laughs> did you see whenever she's your fantasy? Mickey? She's a fucking wild cat in the sack. <laughs> what, what do you call the kind of? They were at some TV awards or something. Oh yeah. Oh, she then, gets she gets roped just, off every year. They just year. stayed up all night, right? And everyone knew they stayed up all night because they're just fucking Instagramming the whole night or whatever these young folks. Aye, do. it was her and Philip Schofield. And then they went on to do this morning. <laughs> Stephen, <laughs> <laughs> so they were both like you had to, wearing the same clothes. Well, like, it was, it was the national television awards. They just got done the Italian. There was fucking stains all down Holly's dress and stuff. They were fucking. But like, I think that's real. I think fu- people. I, I love that thing. Like if you had to try that ten years ago, they would have been shunned and never worked again. Oh, big time. Now I think that's like even more respectable because it's relatable. People, oh, I'd be doing the same. I think it's because that, especially that, we. That's sorry, but that that's the thing. Just with those two actually presenting this morning because if you ever actually watch this morning they're pretty bad presenters on it oh, in yeah. the sense that they're just always messing up and laughing and yeah. stuff but that's what people like because it's about a crack yeah. Yeah. it's like you could have a drink with your scope and fuck the shit out of Holly <laughs> <laughs> Dirty or the other way around <laughs> whatever, whatever you, you want float your boat. Uh, they've well, definitely had sex uh, everyone says this <laughs> anyway off this morning uh, well not even off this morning what you, like what you were saying is true as well because I think like reality TV is so manufactured now and you know that it's all fake and it's kind of hard to tell what's real and what's not real. Well, not hard to tell, but you know what is real now on fucking TV. It's just nice to see actual people. Real. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's way more relatable. Yeah, definitely. Because it's not like you're trying to just scratch past this veneer of, you know, What was I watching? I think it was... Have any seen it? It's that new Netflix original called Love with... Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Chance watched Yeah, I've watched the whole series. Eh? I watched that. It was in one of the episodes where... She, he shows up to a party assuming she's going to be there and 
or maybe it's vice versa, but a couple of guys are taught they work on reality TV mm-hmm. and they're basically boasting about how they like they can make anything happen. They're essentially the directors. Yeah. I they're they're like they're ba- they're basically it's like magic, you know, like you can say three disjointed sentences and they can make one sen- you know they can exactly. basically say I hate Jesus or so, you know <laughs> you know because you've said. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. These things over the course of three days. They because can, someone says, like, I hit bread, and then I love Jesus in yeah. two separate instances. Yeah. They can fucking mash, they can, that like, together. mash it together. They can just create drama where it's I, not they, there. Like, they just Mickey fucking say, I love bread, and it's just like, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you do, though, Mickey, it's your favorite. Oh, Jesus Christ, I have a problem with bread. I love bread, too. I put everything inside bread. Like. See, if bread was heroin, I'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And Subway would be a completely different show. Have <laughs> <laughs> Subway, Subway <laughs> sandwich artists would be like drug dealers. <laughs> drug artists, chat. Toasted that, with speed? You want that Southwest sauce, man? <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you, want <laughs> you want that foot long, baby? <laughs> you, it would bring a new meaning to that. Oh, can I get a sub on that? You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> but do, it's like, do you want it toasted or do you want it to go? <laughs> they just hand you a wee fucking spoon of fucking. <laughs> Southwest sauce. <laughs> strap around the arm and inject inject hey. the Southwest sauce onto yourself. <laughs> anyway, Oscars. <laughs> um, what other nominations or what awards should we talk about before Best Picture? Before Best Picture, jeez, oh, you know what? We've kind of ran through quite a few of them. I banged We've through got screenplays to go. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. screenplays, which are you know some of the most important awards there is. You know, without the story, there's not going to be a film. That's easy. I think the reason we forgot about it is hence why we're sitting on a fucking blanket for talking about people who won them instead of actually fucking writing them. But uh, so easy, man. But uh, I think the reason we forgot about it too is because that was that was the first two awards. Right to the start of the night. Though. Bang through them, Sean. Who won Best Adapted? Best Adapted was The Big Short. Yeah. Aye, that, that was well-deserved, I feel. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, I think as somebody said last week too, is that, well, it's all I said, so now I'm just kind of repeating what I said, but I think The Big Short is an important film. It's like a film that kind of had to be made. And I think I used the comparison last week of like an inconvenient truth because it's, you know, highlighting, maybe not in a documentary style, but it's highlighting, a, a, you know, a major kind of modern problem that's happened and bringing people's attention to it more. But then, like Mickey said, it's not doing it in a condescending sort of yeah. way, whilst also kind of keeping it funny and entertaining, which yeah. was, a, a, you know, a massively hard job to do, especially adapting it from, you know, an or but a source material. So I think that's well deserved. Also, 
just talking about we tiny Matt, we realised that Adam McKay is essentially a part-time giant. <laughs> fucking hell, that man is huge. huge. A part-time giant. <laughs> <laughs> Sixteen hours a week. He, he, he can't commit the full time. He takes his heels off sometimes. <laughs> yeah. um, I had a question. So also in that category of adapted screenplay was Room. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to know if anyone knew what was that adapted from or is it she saying ad- about the news story? She adapted it from her own novel. Oh, so yeah, it's... What would you call her? Emma, Emma Donahue or something? What's her name? I don't know. It doesn't actually give the name of the writer. Yeah, she adapted that from her oh, own novel. is this her? I think I have a picture of her. What? With a... Her? Let's see. I can't even see. Are you going to know this, Jan? Do you oh, know what she looks yeah. like? Oh, yeah. Well, obviously, <laughs> it, it's saying the Irish or at the Oscars and she has an Irish novel, so I'm assuming that... Yeah, that is her. And w- was it a novel or was it like true... No, it was a it was a fiction piece, but I think but it was kind of inspired I, by on, like, the Fretzel case and stuff like that. Okay, cool. But I mean, I just wanted to know because I definitely would want to do read it. I was hoping it was from a book or a novel. Or something. Eason's. I think it's only about seven pounds. <laughs> 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 Can I get it on Kindle for one ninety nine? At least you're not promoting Netflix all the time, right? We're on that Kindle, Kindle. market. <laughs> <laughs> My Kindle, which I haven't charged in about two years. <laughs> I just <laughs> pretend I like to read. <laughs> you only need to charge them about once every two years, yeah. and I mean, they fucking last it forever. As if, well, only if you're not like me and don't have the brightness up full and be like, why is it dying? <laughs> 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 I'm all blind to myself trying to read it and all and wearing sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> why can't we just have books on paper again? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to that? <laughs> uh, what was the other nominees actually for Best Adapted Screenplay? Uh, Brooklyn, yeah. Carl, and The Martian. Yeah, I mean, see them. I think the the Martian was well done. I was Drew Goddard, who I really like, but because uh, I think that that's a hard story to kind of translate as well, because it is just a man talking science for a lot of it, and they kind of make it a bit more engaging. And but then having they cut back and do the like back the Earth and the spaceship and stuff, I think it was done well. Although the best parts of the Martian is just when Matt's on his own. Yeah. yeah. And I think somebody kind of unfairly said too that, oh, you know, how do you get nominated for these Oscars for the Martian when it's just Matt Damon being himself for like two hours? And I think that's, I, bad, that's bad. fucking facetious. Mm. Strong, <laughs> strong word. But, uh, Massage that brain. What <laughs> <laughs> an Oscars comedy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, I, mean, I, th- I thought that was pretty fucking harsh because he's yeah. not playing himself and it's a hard role to get across because he's trying to be lighthearted. Which also is kind of subtly hinting to the fact that he is stuck on fucking Mars himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And visually it looks excellent. But it was never going to... I don't think it was a good enough film to win any Oscars. Like. I know. Like, it, like it, it was just that one that got nominated for lots, but you knew it wasn't going to win. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was one of the ones that's going to go home on nothing. But at least it's got on the DVD cover, like you're saying, nominated for <laughs> seven or five uh. or whatever. It's no Gangs in New York, though, which was, what, nominated for ten and won none whatsoever. They still put it on the cover. Yeah, I, I think know. that's actually the record for most nominations. They know one. Because I was going to say he did die and did this, not one, but he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> did he lose the again? Who did he lose the? Because I had him a shoot. Oh, it was, uh, yeah, in fairness, I lost Adrian Brody for the pianist, which is fair enough. Like, yeah. That's a pretty goddamn good performance. The piano. That was good. Excellent. But for best for original. original screenplay. Spotlight. 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 Sorry, we're just rubbing strokes over here. Have it's you just, slept? It's just, it's just me and Chan last night. Like, Spotlight! <laughs> rubbing up! <laughs> Room! <laughs> I, you, you need more than one syllable. <laughs> we weren't rooming it up too much. Uh, 
obviously Spotlight won uh, Best Original Screenplay. And again, I think that's really deserved. It's weird, though, because that's obviously from a true story. So it's adapted in a way, but then it's original because it's not based on a book. Kind of yeah, thing. I know what you mean. But it's, it's, a, it's a weird one. I think if it was an adaptation of the actual journal art directly from the journal articles of the actual spotlight team it was yeah as opposed to also being about their lives which wasn't written about you ah, know what i, I mean it, then it's it, it becomes original but uh also really well deserved you know what i mean we both yeah. said we thought it was the best film last year and uh in regards to i mean like, it, 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 it was sort of unlucky as well because we thought it was the best film last year. We said, you know, a couple weeks back, it has no fat on it. And it's, you know, obviously not kind of visually spectacular. It's, you know, it's it's nothing that you would kind of remember in that sort of level. But it just harks back to the sort of basic traditions of just telling a good story. It's just a cracking story with great actors. And yeah. there's no sort of, you know, unnecessary subplots there. And just everything about it works so well. And it's just kind of one of those, like, perfect wee films. You know what I mean? Uh, so it definitely deserved it. And as well, it definitely deserved it because of the subject matter. Because all these victims of you know sexual abuse over decades, and because we're going to give them a voice, yeah. so it was a hundred percent deserved. And obviously, we thought when it won that, we we're like, oh, it's not going to win anything else tonight. And what happened, Mickey? On Best Picture, boom! <laughs> and we were fucking delighted. I, <laughs> I mean, me and Chad were like high five. That's, that's when the, the handhold went to uh, Liverpool. <laughs> the, the, well, that's when the handhold started. And Mickey was all holding my hand. No, was it before Best Picture? Best no, director? no, it was Best Director. It was de- Best Director. Actually, to hold my hand because I was all nervous. You get I was nervous. like, <laughs> I was like, no, it has to be George. It has to be George. Come on. <laughs> so like, that's right. Class. But that fucking. We're only human, you know. Mexican bastard. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Old enough, we did actually find that out last night. Where uh, we I, didn't find it out last night, we realized last night. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, we realized last night that going on to the Oscars. I mean, obviously, like we discussed at the start of the episode, the controversy about you know Oscars so white and there not being enough diversity. But an interesting sort of side note, uh, which fair enough, uh, as an excuse in the Oscars, but an interesting side note to the diversity thing is that for the last three years, no, the last five years, best director has been. Like a different nationality from a different that like, kind of all around the world. The last three best pictures, sorry, the last three best directors have been Anaratu twice, who's Mexican. Before that was Alfonso Cuarón for Gravity, who's also Mexican. Before that was Ang Lee for Life of Pi, yeah. who is Chinese. I think he's Chinese. And then the year before that was uh, Michael Hanazavicious for The Artist, who's French. Which, but, but fair enough, obviously still white. But I mean, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, it's still diversity. Like, yeah. Wasn't this the first? Well, the first time that a director has won consecutively. No, since John Ford. John or, Ford in like 1941 uh, or something. Yeah. Or would it have been if The Revenant had got best film? Sorry, it would have been someone winning yeah, for think, best I film. Think, I think that would have been a record for him to, for if, obviously if The Revenant would have got. director and best picture. Yeah, I think that might have been a record because I'm not sure if John Ford did get back to back best directors, but I'm not sure if he also got best picture along with that. No, I don't think he did. Like not going to be in the. Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> I'm sure you don't give a fuck. <laughs> they sound like them Wait. books. They were the best. Though. They were so good. So good. Felt so smart reading them too. Especially when you dropped a wee knowledge bomb on <laughs> someone. <laughs> oh, the biggest furball in history was. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, just talking about records, one that I found phenomenally impressive, and again, an our uh, Mexican filmmaker, uh, Emmanuel Lebeski, broke the record last night for winning three Best Cinematography Oscars in a row. Yeah. In a fucking row, like, incredible. Gravity, Birdman, and 
and the Revenant. Now that's and again, I mean, it's just shown now, but there seems to be fucking some serious Mexican talent in filmmaking. You're looking Quaron, obviously. Uh, Quaron. No, I'm saying that Quaron and Aratu Labeski. Del Toro. <laughs> Del Toro will get his Oscar. Oh well, no, well, we discussed that last night. I mean, Del Toro can just make really nice looking films that have absolutely no. Apparently, difference the whatsoever. three of them are friends, and they're affectionately known as the Three Amigos. Ah, <laughs> that's so nice. Patch they made a it remake the of the Three Amigos. <laughs> <laughs> just with them. How, how would that look? <laughs> it was fucked up comedy ever. But I, because we were talking about this last night, and I said Guillermo del Toro is way more in the kind of pop culture stuff and like comics, and that's the way he kind of wants to go. Like he makes big films like Pacific Rim, and then. Even even his smaller films like Crimson Peak and stuff, they're still kind of genre films and yeah. Yeah. like what would you call Crimson Peak? Like a romantic, it's like a romantic gothic. Gothic it's, yeah, it's kind of harking back that sort of gothic horror, gothic romanticism from like you know like the, the Victorian age. Like I yeah. feel like like that that Crimson Peak is like my imagination when I'm reading like an old kind of gothic horror book. Yeah. You yeah. know, like it's. It's straight out of someone's imaginative. He just, I mean, like, he, he's always done a phenomenal job of, of being able to realize those sort of worlds and the artistry that goes along with it. It's just that it seems that he spends all his time doing that and just doesn't focus on narrative or dialogue yeah. or story whatsoever. And it just, it's I, always like, if, that. If he gets a really great script, like he, Pan's Labyrinth. Aye. Yeah. But if, if, he can, if he can get a really great s- script, like, he'll knock it out of the park directing wise mm-hmm. then. And he will get his Oscar. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. No, Only time he will probably tell. won't. Like Only time will he's, tell. He's planning doing like Justice League Dark or something. <laughs> that Oscar's on ice for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely is. Also, uh, just another side point about all this Mexican talent and about Anaratu, obviously one of you know back to back best directors. One of the things that I didn't like about last night, what usually happens towards the end of the Oscars, and they fucking do it every year, is that even though last night I think they were it was the most cohesive I've, I've seen them on timekeeping, towards the end of the show, they start to realise that they're running out of time. So the kind of bigger awards usually get less time for speeches. And Best Director is one of the, you would say, it is one of the fucking main awards. And then Aratsu came up, not only to accept his Best Director uh, award, but also the fact that he'd done back-to-back, which hadn't been done in like fucking 70 years. And he got the shortest time to do a speech. I mean, they started yeah. playing the music on him after about 30 seconds. While he was still talking. While he was still talking. But Inarazzi- I know, but the worst thing as well is like, and I just have this important point they make, and then they started playing the music. Yeah, and straight away. But he didn't give a fuck. Yeah. He, he, like, literally, he was still talking, and then the music ended, and he was still talking. <laughs> it's like, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And as well, I mean, like, he's, he's known as being a very headstrong and stubborn he's man. Endless. He was going fucking nowhere. Like, he was That's finishing that I was point. about to say, I'd be like, I would have just talked louder. Yeah. And even, like, I mean, the point that he delivered then was the one you brought up, which was actually one of the most poignant of the night about not being about skin color, but being yeah. about, you know, or yeah. like, it, it should be as irrelevant as the length of your hair. <laughs> I worry about it should be about the length of your hair. <laughs> your hair is not long enough. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> Cut your hair. You look ridiculous. Cut your hair. Quite a big head on him. You Do know you think so? I, I'm, and I'm speaking as a man with a very big head. But, <laughs> But no, I, I don't know. I don't know why I brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you go back to it? Best picture, spotlight. We were delighted. Oh, obviously amazing. I mean, me and you both says that we thought it was the best film of last year, but we just didn't think it was a cheer because The Revenant was a very Oscar-y film, and it's the sort of film that usually wins Oscars. You know, it, it looked amazing, and it... it you know what I'm talking about? Just it just had that Oscar feel. I mean, there's yeah. that sort of cynical. Well, it had of Oscar, the momentum behind it. Yeah, not only that there, but it was it was very epic. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. Oscar loves an epic film, especially for Best Picture. And it seemed to have the momentum, like you were saying, going on. And Spotlight had won a couple of you know kind of the, the smaller Best Picture awards, but 
I was literally bowled over when Morgan Freeman said Spotlight. I mean, I, I yeah. thought that he must read it. I could not fucking believe it because for once, not only was it not only was it the Oscars giving it to the actual best film of last year, but they done it like in a really surprising way because there was it doesn't seem like it had any momentum going on. You know, a few people are saying, Oh, you know, it could do it, you know, it could do it. Yeah. But I really genuinely didn't believe it would. I, I just felt I know, it I was didn't the all over. Hence why we need to jump through your fucking ceiling as soon as Big Morgs shouting it out. Big Morgs. Big Morgs, I but uh in his like lovely tone of I voice know, as well. I know. I, I know. Can I'm, anyone do an impression? Oh, just of him saying spotlight. Just Come on, spotlight. Jen. I can't do it. It'll be fucking horrendous. Say try. just say that the best winner or the winner is Spotlight. Oh, I couldn't even. Go on, you try it, go on. Just picture, what's he doing, March of the Penguins or something? Yeah, well, oh, I'm, no, just, I'm just trying to think of red from Shawshank. And I, I just, just you, you need to get in there. Like, and a new frame. <laughs> and the best picture goes to. <laughs> no, it's still <laughs> a summer, <laughs> so bad. But he is kind of summer. Is he? Where uh, the fuck's Morgan Freeman from? Mm. Heaven. Mm. Okay, <laughs> old baby. <laughs> we were just thinking last night, so Morgan Freeman's like fucking 80 or 81 or some shit. Such gravitas. <laughs> so he's got that Sydney Potty gravitas. Oh yeah, Ooh. old mama. But uh, ah yeah, what I love was first of all, they give it obviously to the best picture. I think in a way of last year, it was a massive surprise, and it's nice to see a surprise. Obviously, instead of just kind of the, the dull procession of you know awards being handed out, you're expecting to be handed out. And I loved it too because you got to see Michael Keaton eat crackers on stage. I'm like <laughs> fucking delighted. He was so he happy. Was so happy. He I was think so he was more surprised than anybody. <laughs> And I love as soon as they announced Bally, the camera went straight to Michael Keaton, and there's fucking old Batman himself dancing <laughs> down the fucking way, grabbing fucking crack or grabbing cookies off people and all. So I know that was like, fucking hilarious at the end. Just Chris Rock was like signing off forever, and he just had cookies. Michael Keaton comes up, just grabs a cookie off and just hoofs it on his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> He's just fucking. I'm I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out this much. What I, what I like as well is that everybody's been talking about the Revenant. You know the bear scene, Leo's Oscar back-to-back, or possible back-to-back directors for Inaratu, and Spotlight has had a strong, small following, and doesn't, you know, it doesn't done decent at the box office, you know, for, for what it could have been expected for those, you know, yeah. source material. Hasn't really been in the Spotlight. Hasn't really been in the yes, exactly. <laughs> Spotlight, you're exactly right, the Spotlight hasn't really been in the Spotlight, so it was amazing, and what I really hope now is that obviously most people today would have assumed who had any passing interest whatsoever in the Oscars, would have thought all oh, the revenants got that soon up because you know it's it's yeah, yeah, that's all you've been fucking hearing about is the revenant and you know the bear and all this shit. Uh, and the bear was there. And the bear was there. <laughs> the Not to be was good, confused with what did some bear story when best uh, animated but, uh, short. Best animated short. That's right. That was, was, it, it, was, was, was it. it called bear story? Just bear. I think it was bear called bear story. Bear story or something. But, what I hope happens now is that when a lot of people look at the results today and see what the fuck best picture spotlight I hadn't even heard of that I really hope that this gets it an audience yeah. in some way I mean like a way bigger audience than what it, what it did have because until last night when it became best picture I kind of had the fear that it was going to be destined to be one of those really great films that gets nominated for a lot of awards maybe one's one or two and then kind of fades into obscurity but now as a best picture winner I hope that it's kind of held in the, the sort of regard that it should be held in and it, it gets that audience and it becomes some bigger and it becomes one of those films that everybody kind of sees in a way. Yeah. Uh, and like so we and said... You would like recommend your friends a good yeah. film. Spot. Yeah, exactly. Spotlight straight yeah. away. Yeah, some, and I mean, I th- what I love too is that it, it did do a crash. That's what that's we hashtag last night in the Twitter uh, like, because it was so surprising when Crash won Best Picture in like 2005. That was the year that, you know, Brokeback Mountain, that... that Everybody would have said that Brokeback Mountain's name was on that trophy, or sorry, on that on that statuette. But 
that year Crash won, and now in hindsight, people were like, no, Brokeback Mountain's a far better film yeah. than Crash, and it only kind of won because it had this really, you would say, unsubtle message that they were trying to get across, and it's, 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 a, it's a decent film, but it's not a Best Picture winner. But last night it went the, the reverse way, where the actual Best Picture won the, Best the Picture. Film. Film. <laughs> Sorry, your dog is mounting me. I know. No. Suki's <laughs> <laughs> on here trying to give me See when she sat up in the chair, I was all, please bark into the mic. Please. <laughs> She's desperate for a wee kiss. She doesn't really bark, does she? No, no. She's super quiet. Only if there's another dog about. Uh-oh. But uh, I see, just seeing everybody on stage as well, and they actually had the uh, the actual guy that Mark Ruffalo was playing, Mike whatever Renzitas or something I like that they, they had the actual guy up there as well which I thought was quite sorry sweet. she dropped her dog <laughs> she did it to herself <laughs> I always forget the dogs aren't like cats <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. they do not have my legs I just legs. threw it across the room <laughs> they, they exclusively don't land on your feet <laughs> that's why the NSPCA is always <laughs> say to your house <laughs> fucking <Sorry>. throwing dogs <laughs> everywhere <laughs> I thought they were like cats right <laughs> why do they say raining cats and dogs in <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I'll pay the fine. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. But no, yeah, I just thought that was sweet that you actually seen the actual guy up there as well. That was a nice touch. Um, but then I was wondering, where, where the fuck will I rest? They've all been killed off by the church. The Vatican have been. In their speech as well, they, they called out the Pope. Fucking right. Call him out. What did they say exactly? Well, not exactly. Like, but Pope! I'm calling you out. <laughs> Get up here now, Pope. Me and you outside. Back gets half three, Pope. <laughs> 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 oh, what was it? Just uh, I hope this brings awareness to the Pope. What, what's the Pope's name? Benedict, or is that what the previous? I still one? think it's John Paul. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's Francis on there. Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's Pope Francis. I, 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 Benedict, Wait, yes, Benedict was the last one. Horrible Catholics. <laughs> Gives a but fuck you guy. just call him Pope. <laughs> hey, Pope. I know. Papa. <laughs> <It's Pope. laughs> Papa P. <laughs> yeah, what does Pope want Isn't for this breakfast? The, this Pope, whose name we don't know, the one who's gone quite austere, so he doesn't sit on his big gold throne. It's just like yeah. a wooden seat. Uh, he's, 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 he's he the doesn't hip Pope. Yeah. Go in the Pope That's mobbing. one thing I do respect him for, though. I mean, like, he is all about the, the fight for the poor. and uh, Not even the poor, but people in poverty. But just even kind of modernizing the church a bit and kind of wising up on he's, it he's modernizing and he's he is well regarded and you know through all our religious leaders and, and through a lot of like catholics but at the same time he is modernizing but he, he still has some very old school beliefs it, um, in regards to sexuality and stuff. Yeah. without getting too far into religion this does happen all the time yeah. in the catholic faith they change the canon when they're losing supporters Back time. Mm. so you know i wouldn't you know what I mean? It's 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 it has it's essentially it's yeah, it's just like a book that they can always just change the rules to. I feel you know bad I, mean? I don't know his name, but at the same time he's a figurehead of the I think he might be right. Room. I think it might be Francis. Or he said Francis. It Not me, I said John Paul. It is Francis like <laughs> Am I hundred percent gonna come at that? What I what will. what number? Oh I, th- I think he's like the first Pope Francis. I think that's why it was such a big deal. Because he's uh, like the first Pope Francis or some sh- some shit like that. He was definitely the first South American Pope in like fucking ten million years or something. I don't know. I, I Has don't the Pope been no... Uh, what? How many Popes? Like since back in the dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaur Pope? Aye, Papa what? T? Was... No, the Pope doesn't believe in dinosaurs! <laughs> oh, no! No, but do they really still not believe in that stuff, or is that... Oh, no, that's that... The, 
what's it called again? Creationist. Creationist, but what do you call it again? Creative design or some shit like that there? I can't even remember. I don't know. We're, we're, we're in this podcast. <laughs> right, let's get, get off this fun. because I'll let's start talking about bones soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, oh, you had that discussion with oh, me before? I'd be all into bones. Now. I'd be all, if there was some for bones. No, I'm not even going to get into it. No, there's no point. You were really black one night at the back. I was like... <laughs> what, like bones, like... like right, so... Eat, right, fossils, but also bones, right? So what There's bones bones exist long after you're gone, but never before you're born. So it's kind of something that you leave in the world. And if dinosaurs didn't leave that, or and they weren't fossilized, like, and it's not even just bones, but the way the earth has, like, kept them, we would have never known. We would have never known. I think it's actually a pretty cool point. I think it's really I don't cool. think you should be embarrassed about your bone fantasy. I don't think it's a should be embarrassed. It's <laughs> I talk about it constantly <laughs> to myself. Well, <laughs> it's engaging. You know what I mean? It's better than just talking about like fucking, oh, you, you want to get fucked up? <laughs> <laughs> but do you want to get fucked up and say, talk about you, bones? You want to get fucked? <laughs> <laughs> you want to get boned? <laughs> <laughs> I, I try that line all the time. It never works. She's all the way. Because <laughs> she was on the deck. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yes. Oh well. Go look for someone else. <laughs> He's like, to be honest, I haven't thought it past this this question. <laughs> I, I'm actually clean. hoping that you say no. Because <laughs> I've immediately realized my mistakes. <laughs> if they say I, they're the weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you. And then I go home and cry. <laughs> At least I'll have my bones. <laughs> and put on spotlight. I'm thinking about the Pope's name. <laughs> okay. But yeah, spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was it was great that it won, and it's great to even just to kind of raise awareness about the the actual subject matter. And definitely, it's just it's great that it won, and fuck the rest. <laughs> Boom. Um, well, I mean, I doubt. Uh, obviously, we're trying to kind of wrap this up, but I doubt very much that. The Revenant are going to be disappointed with their haul because they got best no, director and best actor. But I, I think the I, Revenant was expected; they want a lot more. I can't, I can't, I, I don't mind who it was that hugged them, but one of the people from Spotlight hugged Henry too as they went up, like so. Yeah, it was a nice touch too. He, he don't give a fuck. Boom. He got a, he got his best director now. Yeah, he didn't give a fuck. He could probably retire now. Well, they're just going to go on a fucking massive session for like five <laughs> years, never be seen again. <laughs> you should make a film about that. That'd be so good. They I just, just live what, their lives what, and people follow them. What Leo did next. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is a, like an upsurge in reality TV. And like, yeah, as you said before, it's n- not reality anymore. Yeah. We should have people who were actors or directors and fictional things be the reality stars. And we follow them like realistically around having phenomenal. a set. Phenomenal. <laughs> Could you picture like a reality show like Big Brother but with like the cinematography of the Revenant or something like that? That's <laughs> <laughs> really mad direction. But like Just some fucking of my, some of my uh, favorite favorite things and still why I buy DVDs is special features because yeah, you right. feel like yeah. you know that behind the scenes feel. Yeah. And plus, yeah, you're that curious behind as the they, scenes feel. <laughs> <laughs> you're curious as to how it's made, obviously, but there is that kind of like you're getting that like slight glance of yeah. of what they're going through yeah they should have it, like i say the revenant one oh. they fucking good this yeah, so mental. good but uh that, that i don't think they'll probably have that many because i think they were all having a pretty shitty time I, like no, yeah. nobody's gonna be sad there's like so what do you think about the phone <laughs> get that fucking camera out of my face <laughs> just, that three hour i'm interview. on my break <laughs> <laughs> three-hour interview with a bear just <laughs> 
but then but even even like obviously like nobody really buys dvds or blu-rays anymore so but because of that even like special features are kind of starting to die out oh, like like sometimes you buy a dvd and there's like one deleted scene and that's the special I features like it's bullshit do you like. know what the ultimate insult used to be if you bought like a dvd even if it was like the special edition and you were literally just getting a series of trailers as i said oh. the <laughs> special feature like fuck off i can get them online like Second. I got. I bought a two disc, uh, DVD version of Titanic. Yeah. Thinking, sweet, so many features. No, it was just that halfway through the film, I had to change it to disc two. <laughs> 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 I'm not joking. Oh, just actually to bring it back, the Big Leo's Oscar one as well. I thought that a nice touch last night too is when he won and he was about to go on stage to accept his Oscar. It caught the Kate Winslet and she was bawling her eyes out. And I was like, "That's actual Jack uh, and Rose." Uh, <laughs> we were we were talking about them earlier, um, me and Mickey, um, that they're they're quite good friends. But I think when Titanic came out, and it, I think it was the Oscar ceremony that year, and they uh, an interviewer was interviewing both of them. It was like, "Oh, um, you know, how, like did you come together?" And like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, we came together." Are you a couple and Leo? It's like. They just came together. And the finished really trying to get like some saucy tub right. he's just like, oh. No, Leo, Leo just gives away you wank. Oh yeah, we came. <laughs> we came at the same time. <laughs> then you see that carriage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I would love. Don't lo- let go. Don't let go. <laughs> <laughs> see after I've got me right. <laughs> I, I I would love for him to be a natural couple. Oh, that'd be amazing. They're so cute. But you're you're a big you're a big shipper. You're all about the couples. You want the Vikander and Fastman. Everyone <laughs> just so you can have a couple Oscar sex fans well, going on. I thought because Fastbender didn't win, their relationship probably isn't going to last that long. That's yeah. exactly what I said last Fassbender's night. Because <laughs> Vikander's really only burst on the scene the last year and kind of knocked it out of the park. And as an Oscar, Fastbender's been eating it up for fucking years. No Oscar. He's going to be seething tonight. She's going to be lord not over him. That Oscar couldn't fuck in the water somewhere. Like, you know what I mean? It's like they bring it back to all our Simpsons reference when Alec Baldwin and Kim Bassner were in The Simpsons. She's like polishing her Oscar. She's like, when you win one, you can treat it as much as you want. Poor Alex Dawson won one. No. Probably never will. Probably best. What are they made of? Are they made of gold? They're, uh, you see, what I always thought, because everybody like, says, oh, it's so heavy and all that. I always just think they weigh down the bottom bit it's and the, 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 it's just hollow. <laughs> I'm nearly sure it's not it's not solid gold the whole way through. I think that there's a, a base of metal underneath, so it's just like a layer of gold over then. Like but gold's it is gold. not even that good of metal, I don't think. I'd rather like a titanium one or something. <laughs> one just made out of tinfoil. A, po- a palladium know. one? <laughs> no, one made out of like, you know, the wrappers for cream eggs. Oh, that'd be amazing. That'd be what? really good. <laughs> that'd be amazing. I'm going to... These are getting one for Easter. Yes! <laughs> yes! An it's Oscar just cream g- so I can eat 20 cream eggs. <laughs> <laughs> and even just they wrap it, you know, there's a whole stack of cynicism. We even had the pre-Oscar, you know, ramble about all the cynicism along with the Oscars and, you know, how it's not really a celebration of film. It's political and it's racist and it's fucking blah, blah, blah. You'd fucking love day one one. Like, you know, like, <laughs> so fuck up. You know what I mean? It is the highest achievement in cinema in that regard of being recognised and anybody who says they don't want an Oscar talking to their fucking hole but it's a, it's a thing as well like like uh, people say like oh like it's it's just all political or whatever and like oh people get one just because they're in the fucking academy family or whatever they are but that's you're you're talking just generally about awards in general that's so let if, if you're saying the air you just want no awards ever you know what I mean I think it's a fact as well that the Oscars become an easy target first of all because it's Hollywood and it's all glitz and glamour. 
and I think that celebrities of that stature, like A-list celebrities, are such easy targets because they're all millionaires and it's renowned that they get all their goodie bags and stuff yeah. like that and they get a lot of shit for free. And Although I found out last night the goodie bags aren't actually endorsed by the Oscars. Yeah, sure it's, it, it's, it's just like a company does well, yeah, them. Yeah, a company does. And then say, say I worked for Apple. Yeah. So I was like, I would go to the Oscar people and be all right, I want to give everyone the newest iPad and iPhone and blah, blah, yeah. blah, just because that's good for my company. No, but no, but the uh, the Oscars don't, like, the, the, just this company puts together a goodie bag and gives everybody one. The Academy oh, are actually... Oh, well, sorry, I would go to that company then. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, the Academy have nothing to do with the, the actual The Academy are actually suing that company because yeah. <laughs> the, the Academy are suing the company who give out the goodie bags because it's putting a bad sheen on their image because it's almost like... They're just giving this ridiculous amount of free shit to millionaires, and it's kind of. I like what was it last? Like one hundred and seventy thousand. One hundred and seventy thousand is what the gift. That's almost like what do you call that? That show about like gadgets and games. The gadget show. The gadget show. (laughs) That one. (laughs) We got a show about gadgets. I'm sorry. Did you ever see the prizes on that? That's phenomenal. It's not like, oh, win a, a TV and a PlayStation and some games. It's like, win 20 TVs, a, <laughs> a jet ski. Every like, console, a every, every, every fucking phone, every fucking bike, every fucking... The, <laughs> the list of prizes is longer than the actual show itself. I know, I know. It takes about five minutes from the name all right. They have an and, ad break during the fucking prizes. But they, they have a picture of each one, and by the end of it, you can't see the pictures anymore. There's that many prizes. They're just dots on the screen. It just look, It's like looking at a fucking Argus cat look <laughs> these wee tiny fucking thumbnail images because one time on that show I'd rather win that than an Oscar <laughs> an Argus cat look no the gadget show prize <laughs> no because one time on the show they actually showed somebody like getting all the prizes like a winner and it just filled up their entire number they couldn't move we fucking boxes and stuff I might have all the stuff enough they move out <laughs> You, you could sell happy and quit your job for a year. I was thinking too, there must be some sort of stipulation you can't. Because that's just easy. Always they no. just give you the money. Certainly, like. No, because no, uh, the way I think about it is they get all this shit by ringing companies and say, oh, we're the gadget show. We want to give away a prize. Yeah. They don't have the... They, they're not buying the stuff. They're not spending money on it. So they can't give you the money because they're getting the free item you know what I mean uh, yeah, yeah true enough. Me that's true the way enough. I always thought about it. like they're literally just going to all these companies saying give us something for a prize yeah. boom it. like my friend does like a makeup blog and she has links to the makeup that she uses on her site but then those companies send her free stuff so she makes a video using the free stuff that she gets so she gets everything for free and then everyone that clicks they buy it through her site she, she gets she like gets a, a, bit of money. a percentage, ah. so it's kind of what? What do you call this makeup blog? <laughs> it, it's called VIP. Oh, excuse us. Because her name's Victoria India Price. Oh, <laughs> it's actually relevant, um, not just like kind of. And it's not even just makeup. Sorry, it's fashion as well. It's and that is a cool. fucking tight name, by the way. Tight. Victoria India Price. Oh my! She sounds like she'd be really hot. She's, she? she's cool <laughs> as fuck as well. Yeah. She makes. Killer jelly vodka. Oh, Killer. Bastard. <laughs> she's one of them bastards who's just good at everything. <laughs> those people. I hate her too. Uh, he said this is the last night about Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's his Jack- Because Hugh Jackman just seems like one of those people who's just fucking good at everything. No, because like, uh, we were talking about him for some reason. I was like, does he have any kids? And Jackman's like, I probably. He's probably class of being a dad as well. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> Hugh Jackman might be class of being a dad. The Oscars were good. <laughs> <laughs> well, any any kind of outline things you wanted to bring up about the Oscars? I want I wanted to bring up about Ali G. 
Oh, fuck yeah. I completely forgot about that. Ali G was at, Ali G Oscars? presented one of the best picture things. Like, at, like, what i was kind of more surprised at is that was he wearing the yellow no he was no, wearing he, a tux but with the, the, the with the with the hat and the glasses the, and gloves right. <laughs> what i was more surprised at is that he doesn't do it i think obviously that character was more relevant to the oscar show white kind of the bit because obviously leg's a white man who kind of goes on like a black person but i was surprised that he actually used that character because he's LG is not that well known in America, so I think most of the audience would have been like, "Who the, the fuck, fuck is no, this?" I, I think LG was pretty big. Like he had the LG and like well, an America moved show, over. but I think Borat is far more well known in the states. Like I'm not saying I'm not saying he was going to do as Borat because that wouldn't well it wouldn't make as much sense. Well, it could as well because I Borat is kind of no, but I think, I think it makes it funnier because LG is white, but he says he's black. Yeah, I just I, when I seen it. I found it funny because I used to like LG stuff, but I, I was just kind of in the back of my head thinking there's probably a lot of audience members and a lot of people just watching at home in the States thinking, who the fuck is this boy? That's you could tell as well that Olivia Wilde, who presented the award with him, she seemed really awkward. <laughs> like, she didn't really seem like she knew what the fuck was going on. Like, you know what I mean? But what like what he said was really funny, but it actually brought up like a thing that you didn't really like. Like, like they were focusing just on black people, but he said, yeah. <laughs> he, he said, what about all the small yellow people? And you hear there was like a... <gasps> all, the minions. <laughs> <laughs> so he's bringing up like it's about everybody, but then made a joke about it as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, I found it funny. I liked it. But then I was just thinking there was kind of like a reaction and that the crowd, you knew they weren't really getting what the fuck was happening. But I still liked it. I thought it was funny. I think you're right. Like about... Yeah, maybe he's not as well known in US, but Mickey, you said before we we here were never shown the sh- aired the shows that he made in the US. Yeah, because obviously Ali G as a character has a shelf life because yeah. it's it's taking the hand out of people, and oh. once everyone knows who it is, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah, that's why you kind of so had to go to America. Had to go to the <laughs> states, and yeah, maybe it wasn't as successful. You know the way there is those kind of crossovers yeah. that work or they don't. Fun fact as well, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg wrote on the Ali G in the USA. Before they blew up. Mm-hmm. Boom. I like it. Mm. Anything else you like about the Oscars? Um, uh, just another Ali G, but when like Olivia Wilde was saying her stuff in and it was going to cut the spotlight or whatever she was introducing, just Ali G goes, well fit. <laughs> 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 and how right he is. When is, um, it's out this week, isn't Grimsby? it? Grimsby? It was out last Friday. Last is, Friday. See, is, is it called the Brothers Grimsby or is it just called Grimsby? It's just, it's just called, called Grimsby. Grimsby. Because when I first heard about it, I thought it was called, I'm pretty sure it was called the Brothers Grimsby, as in like the Brothers Grimsby. Yeah, it was like a working. But thing. then I know it's just called Grimsby, which I don't think well, makes the sense. The Brothers Grimsby is <laughs> like Whittier, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know a guy from Grimsby as well, and he says that it is everything that its name would lead you to believe it is. <laughs> it is I'm excited to see it. Grim and bye. <laughs> I, I didn't live too far away from Grimsby and knew a couple of people from there, so. I'm excited to make that comparison. Bike fish town. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a better cod. I can't do the accent. <laughs> it's just because I lied because we had no cod left and it's actually haddock and I'm all sure you did. <laughs> I can't tell the fish. <laughs> it's, all, it's all just white fish. It's white fish. Just check another scene. Just, just, <laughs> just call it Oscar fish. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the guys that won like sound design <laughs> oh Man yes Max. they were amazing these was two australian boys and they were obviously fucking blonde <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
like what what like they both went up and just cheered first which is all right they're excited they just won an oscar and then one of them was actually a bit kind of cohesive like he he was you could tell he was excited and stuff. I love this. he was like george muller 20 years ago he was, <laughs> he was identical to george muller just about skinner but um <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. But don't all, <laughs> don't, don't don't all Australians just look alike? Though? What? Don't all Australians? Don't be racist, Kiva. They do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like one Australian. <laughs> you look like yourself. You know. But uh, I know, like he was about because he's and actually gave like a decent speech around, and the other one just went, "Wait, Australia!" So good. But the best thing is that you could see him. You could see him stand in the background, and he was like, obviously everybody else was in like fucking tuxedos and really well dressed. He was just standing like he looked like a fucking Rudy from a heavy metal band. Yes. He had this like kind of purple gothic shirt and this kind of semi long hair. I don't, I don't know if he was wearing like leather pants or something, <laughs> but he was standing there and you could see him in the background and his eyes were fucking rolling. This head is not again. He's all, I saw ya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and off he went. Patrick you getting an Oscar blocked. <laughs> I've, I've seen someone say. You like, wake up the next morning, you don't know if he stole it or if he won it. <laughs> someone had said, um, yeah, it doesn't matter like how. How good your like sound designer, costume designer, whatever you know your technical stuff. You're never gonna beat a guitar that is a flamethrower. <laughs> you're, you're not. It's you're not just nuts. <laughs> yeah. I just love saying "dufire." It's Doof so good. It's, it's very satisfying. I just think he has the most satisfying job in that whole film. Yeah, just rock out and, just and then it, there's a whole like battle that happens around him. And then the first you think when he gets a guitar, he's gonna batter ones with like everyone else was doing no straight away yeah. he, even when Max is behind him he doesn't even try and like fight him right he's just wailing away <laughs> <so>. <laughs> so, he is just there war drums basically yeah in a dystopian future but do you think that would have happened to Max had he not gotten away because he was kind of championed on the top of yeah on the front of the car sorry I mean, not, he was a oh I don't know if he can play guitar or not <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like that form you were talking about earlier on, only it's like in a dystopian future sort of form. Can you rock out? <laughs> Do you have a passion for water? <laughs> <laughs> have you killed people? <laughs> if so, how many? Please, please state in the blue rectangle. <laughs> please continue over leaf. <laughs> what other qualifications do you want to tell us about? <laughs> Um, anything else you want to bring up, Sean? No, not really. I, I just thought, you know, like I said earlier, I think it's the best Oscar ceremony that I've seen. Uh, not just for how the show went, but just how the results went as well. I think that uh, I like Oscar ceremonies where you know, just if one film's good enough, they dominate. Then fair enough, you know, say if it wins like nine or ten Oscars, hundred percent fair enough. But I like seeing it as well, where it's kind of more a celebration of all different sorts of films, and, ev- and every spread film spread about more. Yeah, spread about exactly. There's there's a lot of films that I think they got recognised, especially obviously the, the biggest one being Spotlight, getting Best Picture, which I don't think me and you and a lot of people didn't expect. But then The Revenant, you know, still got lauded in the way with Best yeah. Director and Best Actor, and like the big shortcut one, you know. So it was nice, it and then Mad Max got fucking like, six. Yeah, <laughs> as you say, spread and like everyone got to be. Exactly. And I think it just showed it, it was a good year for film. And I think that there was no one film that kind of really ran away with it. Which is a good thing. You would prefer to have a selection of good films over one amazing one yeah. and like a fucking seven or eight mediocre ones. You're right. It, it shows that the quality overall of filmmaking, not yeah. that, that it's getting, not that it hasn't been like great anyway, but Oscar season films are becoming more varied. Exactly. And I mean, that, that that's a great word as well, varied. I mean, even, you know, 
besides the results and stuff like that, going into the Oscars, if you were to look at all the films nominated this year, totally different. You know what I mean? Like a, a wide range of different films, and that's always great to see. We were just going to leave you a wee Easter egg there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mind. Ex Machina won one, which Boom! was awesome. That's right. I totally forgot about Ex Machina won one. I, I didn't even oh my re- God, I really in my head saying Ex Machina. <laughs> <laughs> I go out of people's that. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I saw Ex what? Ex Machina. The Macarena? <laughs> <laughs> what Macarena phones is this? I saw, oh, sweet Ex Machina. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, because obviously it was nominated for Best Original Screenplay, which I thought it was great that it was nominated for that era to get some recognition, but I didn't even realize it was nominated for Best Visual Effects as well, and I fucking won it. Boom. And it, it, it was unbelievably amazing looking. So yeah, good. And, so good. And Alicia Vikander, the special effects. I, I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think they, they achieved that as well on a really low budget? Like, I mean, that was a low budget film. Yeah, I think that's maybe one of the things that kind of got up the award too because it was up against some seriously stuff competition. It was not up against fucking Star Wars yeah. and like Mad Max, Mad Max, which was sweeping up everything at that point. But so, I, I mean, I, I think it was a great one. Yeah. It no, was definitely was, a great one. I'm, I'm excited about that too. No, that um, was good. I'm still going to call it X Machina. <laughs> you call it whatever you want. It's okay. I'm only thinking it in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but X Machina, that that's the, comes from the thing Deus Ex Machina, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? It means like when there is... Uh, let me see if I can get my words right here. Use your words. Uh, it's like a... Well, I only know about like Deus Ex. It's kind of the... You can make yourself better with the machinery. Yeah. It's like part human, part robotic. Is that what it is? I don't um, know. Yeah. Uh, see, I, 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 I you just, you just play it. Play, <laughs> you just all about the game, yeah. Deus Ex. See, well, I, that, it's the same I word. know, it's the same thing. I, it just combined those two things. Only I said, <laughs> I, I said, DX Una. DX Una. I would have been coming at it more from the uh, the script writing meaning of it, where uh, you basically root yourself on their corner and then you invent some piece of new technology or you invent something that really shouldn't be there in the plot to kind of get yourself out of that corner and it doesn't really sit right with the rest of the narrative. Oh, really? Is it? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. No, because I've heard that thing being thrown about. Pro- ah. I think it's probably more in like a film-based way what yeah. you're talking about, Deus Ex Magna, but people just say it like you should know what it but means. What is but what is Deus? Is it like Latin or something? Like, it sounds Latin. I'm not sure it does. It's all like God in the machine. It probably means like, like uh, yesterday, tomorrow, never existed or something. No one Latin. <laughs> but it like really it really dramatic. makes sense, but you're thinking, how did you think of that? But <laughs> 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 uh, play the game, DSX, pretty good. We yeah. can do it right after this. Okay. Boom. Not the PS1 version, it was too hard. Monday drinks. <laughs> <laughs> is that what does turn on you know it does we all knew it was before we started this morning <laughs> I think we'll just wrap it up there I think we've said everything we can about the Oscars it was good tight hard I don't know <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we'll wrap it up there folks thank you so much for listening if you like getting in contact with us let us know what you thought about the Oscars uh, you can find us on Facebook, Let's Talk More Movies Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, at Talk More Movies. Or you can email us, Let's Talk More Movies at gmail.com. You can also leave us comments, reviews on iTunes, ACAST, and Stitcher Radio. I have been your host, Michael Breslin. Shanko has been Shanko. Yeah. Keith Sweeney has been asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 43, baby. Wow. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Wow.
Patrick, I fucked the Cabrios right now. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of heard them were I thought you were kind of about to say picture I fucked to get like, <laughs> but that, I know you said those words I just took them as gold <laughs> let's dwell on that picture that hmm. so who's pitching who's catching oh I definitely let him pitch definitely you just want Oscar in that like five seconds I've I've pictured all scenarios <laughs> <laughs> they're all hey, everybody good everybody involved <laughs> they're all good <laughs> and a rat who's shooting it planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.